season one, episode three of the Crown Crane Mental Health Podcast. You're here with Clay. Um, and today I just wanted to sit here and talk to you guys. You know, the last few episodes have been more about the guests and um, hearing their experiences, their story and um, getting them to sort of share what they've been through and their hurdles with you. So today I just wanted to open up a bit more about myself and my experiences, um, my trials and tribu tribulations um, within mental health. Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next I ask for straight from the Lord up above Cause I've been strong so far But I can feel my grip loosening Quick, do something before you lose it for good Get it back and use it for good And touch the people how you did like before So yes, I'll start at family You know, I've got two brothers and two sisters um, Beautiful family But our relationship's not the best you know it's not the conventional lovey-dovey family we all do our own thing and um i suppose that's sort of sort of where some of the problems start because we're not a family that talk about our issues you know as a whole even as a young kid um, as i've discussed in a previous episode uh, with regards to my um, panic attacks and fear of dying something that i've suffered with since i was about seven years old but i've never really spoken to anyone in my family about it um until probably about two years ago um, when I had a slight problem with my kidneys or at least I thought I had a problem with my kidneys and I opened up to my mum about my fear of dying you know mum I'm ill and I'm really scared about what's going to happen and um, I, I panic at the fear of dying and you know she, she tried to comfort me and it was the first time that you know me and my mum have sat there and tried to talk about anything at that sort of deep level i love my mom and um you know she's someone that's always been there for me but i've never felt the need to go to her in order to talk and i suppose that's something that or a barrier that i felt um and it's, it was something that, I, that was highlighted through my uh, previous relationship and i i had quite a close relationship with my ex-girlfriend's mom um a lady that was and still is very supportive of me and you know encouraged me to open up and open always open the conversation about how i'm feeling and um try to dig dig a bit deeper into sort of my behaviors and what certain things meant um and it sort of just encouraged me to try and sort of open up a little bit more and when i had that conversation with my mum about uh, my fear of dying and whatever else um it sort of highlighted the fact that that's something that's always been missing you know um the need for me to go back to my mum and try and talk about things that i'm going through so i wish i'd done that a little bit more so just to continue on that topic of family uh, my mum was diagnosed with cancer about two years ago um it's something that actually hit me quite hard but on the outside, I don't think I showed it as much as I um, felt it on the inside. Um, I was someone that was quite stretched at the time with regards to my um, time and attention, you know, with work, um, a relationship um, that I was trying to sort of keep afloat. And, um, you know, just life just felt like it was stretching me in so many directions. And there were so many people that demanded or needed my attention and needed my time. And it just put me in a place that I hadn't really been before. And um, I can say that I was probably going through um, depression at the time and I didn't really know how to tackle it. Um, I didn't really know how to um, deal with the demands of the need to be, the need to be 
so much to so many people um, you know to be a good son to my mom and to be su and su supportive to my family through a hard time to be a good partner um, to sort of be on top of my career at work and also obviously to take care of myself and at the time it was myself that sort of um, suffered the most and I try to balance all of these um, responsibilities and the need to be a good boyfriend to be a, you know a good colleague at work and to try and be a good son as well and you know support my family through what was a very tough time um and you know my mom and i have a you know a very loving relationship but we don't really talk about um issues like we, i don't really go to my mom as someone that my mom's not really someone that i um have gone to for counsel um through some of the hardest times that I've faced in life. And it's something that was highlighted um, to me uh, by my ex's mum, who I had quite a close relationship. And it was, sort of, it was sort of a reminder of the relationship that I wanted with my own mum. And I always refer to her as sort of my second mum, and she knows that. And she always encouraged me to talk more and open up a lot more about my, um, just what I was going through and what I was feeling. Um, and I've always respected her and always will respect her for that. Because I think it's um, it certainly changed my relationship with my mum now. And, you know, um, there are times if I'm going through something hard, I'll just go to my mum and talk to her and, you know, just find out how she's feeling and ask her questions about what she's going through. Because it's something that um, I was sort of scared to do while she was going through her battle with cancer. Because... Um, probably because of the fear of finding out that maybe things on the treatment wasn't going as well as it could have been um or <clears throat> you know just that fear of disappointment preventing me from asking a mum are you really okay mum how are you feeling um and yeah so like I, you know i wish that i'd done that a lot more through life and just sort of um whenever times were hard for myself you know just gone to my mum as some you know the first point of call rather than trying to deal with things by myself um which is how i handle most things through life you know um put on a poker face and just mm -hmm. try and um, try and tackle it by myself um and you know that sort of leads you know with issues at work if i'm having a tough time at work or uh, problems with colleagues and whatnot like i just put on a poker face and just try and suppress the issue you know relating back to one of the questions that was asked last week um during our show I do suppress a lot of um, my emotions and try and tackle things and face things on my own because I feel like I can handle a lot on my own, um, which isn't really accurate, you know, and it, it, it comes at a detriment of my, um, my own well-being and my own mental health because, you know, the more you talk, and I, as I'm finding out now, the more you talk about your problems, the more you can sort of see solutions and the more you can sort of bounce ideas off other people who have been through um you know something similar or can advise you on how to best handle a certain situation um you know and just in december just gone um again my mom's um cancer sort of flared up again and i was going through a tough time obviously with my breakup and other things um in life you know it just felt like i was at a point in life where i was just running thin I was running I wasn't looking after myself I'd lost a ton of weight um I didn't know where to start again and you know how to pick myself up and it just you know I ended up going into work one day and just breaking down into tears um to a colleague in HR 
who pointed me in the direction of, um, you know, like a mental health support group through the workplace. Um, and sort of just sat there for, for a couple of hours with me and we just talked about, okay, well, how, how do you how do you handle situations normally? Um, and she referred me to a book called The the Chimp Paradox, you know, just sort of a, brain, a mind management um, book that teaches you how to react to certain situations, how to react to people, um, how to sort of monitor your own um, behaviour in terms of just how, how you fix your reactions to um, certain behaviours and people to prevent yourself from sort of um, either making a situation worse or, um, you know, biting at other people's reactions to things either you've said or done. Um, and it was a very powerful book. And I think that whole period, it helped me sort of just put everything down, sort of focus, stop focusing on what everyone else thought and sort of turn... Um, sort of turn the mirror back on myself and sort of look at me and sort of build from me out, which really helped. So I just want to share my anxiety with you and um, sort of open up a little bit more about my panic attacks and what I go through, how I deal with them. Um, so it's something that I've suffered with probably from around the age of um, six, seven years old. Um, and it just comes through, through the realization that we're alive and one day, it's going to end, you know, and I'm quite attached to people, emotions, attached to, you know, just memories. Like the people that are in my life have been in my life for a very long time. You know, I don't really make friends to break, you know, to break up friendships. I like everybody that I meet um, and I embrace everybody that I meet. And it's just that realisation that one day that you're not going to be here anymore. Um, and possibly also coupled with the fear of, you know, what happens next um it just scares the crap out of me i lose all control of myself you know i start shouting screaming and it, it everything just goes black um and it's something that i've dealt with from a very young age i've never well i've tried on two occasions to seek um professional help with it but both times i've sort of bottled um following through with you know seeing someone that was um you know prescribed from the gp um, i think it's just because of how long it takes and whatnot and then by the time um the appointment that comes through you know the 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 panic attacks over and you know i'm able to sort of live life normally and you know something that happens like you know once maybe twice a month um when it's really bad or i can go six months um, without experience in sort of any episodes um and to sort of deal with that i do watch a lot of um, physics documentaries and um, a lot of cosmology um, documentaries um, just to sort of try and figure out how life works um, and i think that understanding how life works and you know to, to molecular, molecular level has really helped me sort of not deal with it but it's helped that understanding and sort of um that i think it's more of a distraction tool to be honest um, if i'm being perfectly honest um just that distraction of focusing on what life actually is how life actually works and my brain having to think and it's it, it actually distracts me from thinking about oh well you're actually alive and you're living um and i think that distraction met that distraction um, tactic has been something that I've sort of applied through through life, you know, subconsciously. Um, I do. I am a bit of a workaholic. I do keep myself very busy 
to stop myself from thinking. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, a, a lot of these panic attacks and episodes do happen, um, you know, just as I'm in bed or halfway through the night and I struggle to sleep. So I started to watch documentaries late at night um, and I'll sit there and watch, you know, a couple of hours of string theory documentaries or, uh, uh, I don't know, space exploration documentaries, just to sort of find out what's out there. And it helps me, it just helps me think um, a lot about life and what life actually is. Um, so, and I've not really met anyone else that actually suffers from the same fear. And it's so, it makes it a lot harder to discuss with people and it makes it a lot harder to you say it to people, you know, like I'm scared to die without them being, you know, the typical reaction that I get is, what do you mean you're scared to die like we're all gonna die like you know you don't need to be scared or you can't be scared because you won't feel anything because you won't be here anymore or um you know well you before you were born it'd be exactly the same as that but i, I hate that i don't want to not be here anymore i don't want to not be around my family and my friends anymore um so yes it's still a hard one that i'm battling with and you know if any of you have a similar fear or are scared of the same thing and you've, you've you know gone through the medical route or have any advice for myself please do comment or get in touch and sort of tell me about how you dealt with it yeah so it'd be it'd be nice to hear from you guys about how you dealt with that um and maybe one day i will go and seek medical um, help and sort of document that as well and sort of share with you how that went so yeah so that's that's all from me today guys and obviously there are there are a lot more um, issues that i can touch on but i do want to save a lot of content for some of the guests and allow them to ask me questions and obviously if you guys have any questions for me or any issues that you'd like for me to discuss please comment and you know just get in touch and we can talk about them um we've got a few female guests coming up in the next few weeks we've got um amy um, we've got Linda who also works in mental health. Um, so yeah, guys, there's a, there are a lot, there is a lot to look forward to. And that's the joy of working outside today or filming outside today, guys. Um, it's a lot of nature. Um, but yeah, so continue to like, comment and subscribe to the, um, to the channel. And there's a lot more coming from us, guys. Thank you very much.